Old Man Store Remembers. They say that a man and his four-pawed companion begin to look like one another over time. So it is with myself and my mountain, the great man. I'll leave you to decide who's the pup. Through all the many years we have shared, he and I, sitting up there no matter the weather, we were content to look out over the sound toward the coolins, to watch the golden light fill up the world from mountain to shore as the sun slid slowly westward to kiss the salt. In the village, they called me Old Man Store. Think I'm built like him, they do. I be crumbling bossel. I, and with the monumental slippage that comes after all these long winter nights by the peat fire, you can be sure I'm a mite pear-shaped these days, just like himself. The old man pauses to draw out his pouch and begins to fill the pipe with loose, fragrant leaf. He pinches a bit, just so, and drops it into the bowl before tapping it lightly down. Satisfied with the mix, he draws. Fragrance drifts softly over those gathered. Ah, but the stories. The stories. Those were what kept me coming back to his feet and making that steep climb up to his side. And it's still the stories. For all that my bones might creak now as I wander that sheep path to the top. He might as well have been speaking of the barons gathered at his own feet, hanging on to his every word, minus the creaking bones. Old Man Star understood time. He knew when to sit in silence. Had to listen to the grunting of the cormorant as they lifted off from the ocean. Had to eavesdrop on the cod gossiping of the folk at the Raven's Eyrie. How to hear the song of the Innermensch as she blew in on the wind across the Trottermish Bridge. Shonaher, one of the young ones said, not yet grown into even a fragment of the patience of a sea lily waiting to feed. Shonaher, can you tell us one of his stories? Toe-headed, grubby, and midgy-bitten from a day out cutting the peats. Old man smiled. Aye, that I can, he said. And they all settled in as he began. We begin as we end with a question of love. Fea. Love is our wealth. But sometimes there are things that might get mistaken for love if we have not learned how to see. And this is the story he told me of the sulky winds. Fisher's Cottage Rafters. Eyes light on dusty oilskin, and he knows, but still draws apart the binding, rough hemp rope, not by shaking knot. She, a sadness gathered round her, gazing out the small peat-darkened window, always to the wind-lashed sea. Moody, mercurial, apart. His mother loved deeply, but absently.
oilskin opens. Hands drift softly to pale white fur. A pup. Shed so long ago, for the first and last time. It is not a large skin. He knows his mother, not yet grown into herself, even still. Unlike her wild kin, transitioning from sea to shore, his mother's skin shed whole, like a wetsuit, slipping down as she found her land legs. His father, taciturn and brooding, stares at his mother with fear-darkened eyes. Her body orients always north towards ocean's roar. A strange resentment he was born into, lingering in the corners like peat smoke on stone. His mother never seeing his father, his father seeing her and nothing else. He strokes the pelt softly, a wounded, broken thing, unsure whom he seeks to comfort. His mind winds backwards as he turns. He crawls to his mother sleeping. Her arms cradle her salt-stained face on the table. He had carried her grief even then, seeing with non-human eyes the one who gave him birth. Now he thinks of his father as he turns pelt in hand towards the kitchen where she sits, still as dust suspended in a beam, cup of tea forgotten before her, questions, round, dark eyes. It was not love, he tells her, broken. It has always been fear that in your skin, you would not love him and stay. Gazing upon her, he fixes love in his heart, lays skin at her feet, and they weep together for the first and last time. And so they weep still. <laughs>